Back for another episode of Should Have Been a Cowboy. Um, basketball in full swing now. A couple of, I, you know, I don't know if Florida State's ranked or not. They probably should be. but um, uh, I, I think I want to say Florida State's number 19. All right. So, yeah, back-to-back top 25 games for the basketball team. Sandwiching finals week here. So that's always fun. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, some football just, awards you basically to talk just about. Get the, you basically just get the games on the weekends. Nothing during the week. Have well, a yeah. Full week off, and then basketball. Then have another full week off. Right, a full week uh, off yeah. when you don't really get to do anything because all the players are in testing and study mode. So it's yeah, it's a tough week to to sandwich your top twenty five uh, non conference games into. Almost oh, definitely, because um, they have dead week and uh, finals week going on, and um, I do want to talk about how dead week. There are always classes during dead week. I don't understand and, the concept and, of Dead Week. I've never had it. Called, I don't. OC, um, OCU d- doesn't have "quote unquote" Dead Week. No. <laughs> okay. Well, OSU has it, but they don't really. It's kind of just a name. Right. Because I th- I I think that I had classes during Dead Week. I don't remember ever having Dead Week off, which is what the name would say: is that it's Dead Week, no classes, just studying for finals, is what you would assume. I would assume but, that, and uh, yeah, you know, I always, I always it. heard that, but I, you know, never experienced no. anything that was anywhere close to that when I was in <laughs> either high school or college. Yeah. Well, high school, I don't think even has the term, but um, college, I, most colleges have what's called dead week, and I'm pretty sure OSU has classes during that week. I think I did, and I'm assuming that most colleges do, and it's just a random name. I uh, guess. Anyways, it doesn't yeah, mean anything so. to me. I'm so, I'm I'm so sorry about that. Well, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, so we have football awards and some basketball to talk about. So let's stick with um. Well, let's go ahead and start with football and then go to basketball. Does that sound good? Sure. Awesome. James so Washington have, won all the awards. James Washington, man, he <laughs> he can play he can play that game of football. Yeah. <laughs> really well. Catches um, those passes and. Yeah, he, he, he got the Cup award. So, <laughs> yeah, no, no good, surprise there. Good, I think he was the odds-on favorite I mean, for that all year. Yeah. To me, that was kind of like expecting Baker to get the Heisman. I mean, both Man, of those What were... did you got to bring that up for? I'm sorry. I I, 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 I promise I'm going to go this whole podcast without, being, without insulting Baker. Okay. I'm going to go this whole podcast without saying the Baker's a jerk. I promise. Okay. And, well, and you've already failed. So. <laughs> I'm going to go this whole podcast without saying that Baker's an egotistical. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> that was about to be the start of an all-time rant right there. So. <laughs> but, I told, but I told her I was going to go this whole podcast without saying that. So I'm, going to, I'm not going to say it. All right. You're going to be true to your word. So yeah, well, but yeah, but I mean that was, but it, Washington winning the Bolivian Cup was kind of the same thing. Or it was, going into it, we knew what was going to happen. Yeah. Um, um, Rudolph has, well, he's on the final. We just found today that he's a finalist for the Jason Witten, um, like Man of the Year award. Yes. Um, which I, I didn't see who else was the finalist on that award, for that award. Yeah, but, me neither. Um, but he, but he's the finalist for that award, so um, that's an award, big man of the year. You have to have a lot of, you have to be classy, have a good attitude. All right, yourself. all right, um, all right. Baker is not. <laughs> you knew where I was going. I knew exactly you. where you were going with that. <laughs> okay, I promise I'm done. I promise. I, I promise I'm through. Um, so yeah, we got. He's um, Washington was also a um, an All American. Unanimous All American. So yeah, unanimous All American. So yeah, we have we have good good guys good guys on the team. Yeah, man. Um, were there any other? Mason won award. What award did Mason win? Uh, we well, got the Johnny Unitas. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think the, we may have talked already, about that last time. We already talked about the Johnny Unitas award. I don't think he's won an award since then. But yeah, I I, I don't think anybody else has won any. Other than Washington and um, Lundblad went to New York. What did he go to New York for? Um, he, he, he was up for, um, or he did win some some type of award. I can't remember off the top of my head. I've been out of town for a week, so I haven't had yeah. I haven't had time to <laughs> take notes for. I got we got I got back yesterday, so I have haven't had time to 
I barely even looked at OSU sports to see what was going on during the last week. <laughs> so, yeah, well. So I, I feel completely out of it. It was finals week. What were you but, expecting? It was, yeah. <laughs> not, not much, not much at all. Um, but, yeah, and we have some players that may or may not get drafted. I was just, I was curious what you thought. Um, who on this team will get drafted um, and where they might go? So, like, Let's. I'm going to take a look one player. Let's say, um, starting with Washington. Um, do you think Washington will be a first teamer or first rounder, second rounder, middle or late? Washington will be first. I feel yeah, almost Washington certain. Yeah. Uh, obviously, would... you know, it depends on teams drafting and what they're needing and stuff like that. But I have a hard time believing that he's not the first wide receiver taken. Now, what what's your thought on, on drafting? Do you think the teams, if you were a GM, would you draft? I mean, would you draft the best athlete available or the most need? What you need the most? Uh, in the NFL, it's got to be need based, especially in the first round. Yeah, I mean, to me, it depends on if it's like a a um, just not not just any run of the mill athlete. If it's like a one in a million type of guy, that's a can't miss. Yeah, um, I, I think it depends on what kind of person it is. But after you get like past round or after you get past draft pick number ten, um, all the like world class athletes are more often gone by then. But yeah, um, but in the first round, do you think more need based? Yeah, I mean obvious. I mean obviously, like if there's a star quarterback going and you already have someone you consider franchise quarterback, you wouldn't get him. Right, yeah. So, the, the Patriots aren't taking a quarterback in the first round. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but, okay, so Washington, I think they'll go first, or in the first round. How about Rudolph? Uh, boy, the, everything is so all over the place on Mason. I don't think he'll be first round at this point. I don't think he'll be either. I was thinking. I was thinking early second. Yeah, he he's second. Is that, is that what I'm going for? Is what I would imagine. Yeah. Who do you, who do you think who who would you like him to go to? Is there is there any particular team? There's a team that I have, but it's usually because he's compared to who their starting quarterback is. So I, I in my mind, I have him going. I think about like Pittsburgh. But that's because I think just because he's compared to Roethlisberger so much. Yeah. <laughs> that I have that in my mind and. Ben, um, I don't know who their backup is, but he keeps kind of saying he's going to retire. Yeah. So my backup's mean, not I'll, still I'll, Landry Jones, is it? I don't know. It may be. Yeah, actually, I think it is. I think you're right. So <laughs> that'd be funny. Mason, I would love it if Mason would take Landry Jones's spot. <laughs> that, would, that, would, that would be perfect. But yeah. Um. Really, with quarterbacks for me, I just want it to be someplace where they don't have to start right away. Yeah, that's true. Someplace where you get like a year or two, and then you can um, start, because um, starting right away, you doesn't always end up well. Mm-hmm. Okay. How about um? Those are the two that we know for sure will get drafted. I mean, they're going to get drafted no matter what. I was thinking, what do you think? What do you think might happen to Aitman? He'll definitely be drafted. Um, mm-hmm. As far as where, yeah. Middle. It's so tricky once you get past the second round, and I don't think he'll yeah. be top two rounds. So, yeah. unless somebody just really needs a big old wide receiver, then they may take him. But no, I think he's he's middle to late. Um, I mean, I'm telling you right now, if he's a middle rounder, middle to late, which he probably will be, I think it's a steal. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, whoever gets him has a good player right there. Oh, he's operated in in the shadow of somebody else his whole career. Mm-hmm. But he but he's proven he can be a go-to guy. So whoever, whoever gets him late to late or mid to late rounder is going to get quite the steal. Um, is there anybody else you're expecting to get picked up? Because those were the three that if you if I talked about it are the three that I would first think of. Yeah. Um. Boy. There are some guys that I think will get looks in camp that may not get drafted, mm-hmm. but let's see. I know there's been a lot of NFL scouts intrigued by DeQuentin Osborne. I don't think he'll be drafted because he doesn't have the measurables, but he'll yeah, be a guy who, who gets into a camp. I, 
You know, depending on pro day workouts and stuff like that, somebody may take a chance on Chris Lacey. And that sounds mm-hmm. ridiculous. But, I mean, he's a freak. And he's been he is. in three or four shadows his whole career. Yeah, he didn't really get much play this year. Yeah. Um, he but, so he a lot of him it. is going to depend on his workouts and, you know, what he does at Combine and stuff to impress scouts. But somebody may take a chance on him. Um, but he's probably another camp guy. Um, boy. I mean, there's, al- there's always like seven or eight guys that go that, that get invited to a camp. Yeah. And and can get and there's probably going to be quite a few that can get on a practice squad. Oh, I think um, for sure. Whether whether or not they can crack um, the roster or the starting day roster, that's another question. But there'll be quite a guy, quite a few guys who are able to at least make a practice squad. I'm sure. Yeah, I think Trey Flowers is interesting because he has the physical tools to be a mm-hmm. a DB in the NFL. Um, you know, Crabtree will get a camp invite somewhere. I mean, the guy's a four-year starter, so mm-hmm. he'll get a he'll get an invite somewhere. I don't I don't know if there's anybody else in this in this class that gets drafted, unless Tyron Johnson decides he's coming out, which I don't think he is. I, so. I mean, if he comes out, he's not gonna. No, yeah, I don't know that he'd be drafted likely. unless he had a really good combine or something like that. Yeah, that's the thing. A lot, a lot of the draft stock is decided by the combine. Even if you don't have the best season, if you if you have really good measurements at the combine, yeah, you you might get a lot of you might get a lot of people looking at you. Well, and I'm pretty sure I saw uh, Tyron Johnson like tweet at James Washington or something that they were going back to back Bolitnikov. So uh, he's, I, I think he's coming back. <laughs> it's hard to win a bullet yeah. cop in the NFL. It is, man. You know why? Because it's a college award. Thanks. I appreciate your clarification. You're welcome. You're welcome. That's what that's what I'm here for. <laughs> yeah, it should be. Yeah, it'll be. I'm I'm always interested to see which guys get picked up and where they are on the um where they are in the rounds. How how high they get picked up. So it'll be interesting. Um, one thing that was talked about coming into is that there's always a question about whether star players are going to sit out or not. Yeah. Uh, the bowl game, I should. Unless, mm-hmm. unless it's – obviously, if it's a championship or it's a huge bowl, they're not going to. But people – it's kind of one thing where people are – are on either side of the fence <laughs> over whether it's okay for players to sit out, whether or not they should play. Yeah. And and I think that there are circumstances. I feel that they should you should you should play in the bowl game. However, if you have some type of lingering injury, yeah. I, I don't necessarily think you should I'm not gonna hold it against you because you don't play. True. If you already if you already have some type of an injury you're you're only going to make a worse playing in the bowl game. Well, and, and I don't want you know they've kind of did players a disservice when they started counting bowl games toward your record and your mm-hmm. official stats cuz they didn't used to do that. Like Barry Sanders' bowl game stats are not on his record, which is absurd that yeah. he which, like which that's what they once they once they decided to start counting bowl game stats, they should have then gone back in history. Just, just retroactively added in. Yeah, retroactively <laughs> counted everybody's bowl game stats because I don't think that's fair to just start then yeah. and not do it before that. But yeah. So like, but at that point, your bowl games—if you're not in a uh, college football playoff—they're they're exhibitions. They don't matter. Yeah, I mean, but, the only thing that matters is playoff. Yeah, since it's the end of the year and it's the last game, then there's more meaning attached to it for no reason. And so I think it's a kind of a catch-22 as far as the team is concerned because obviously, you know, if you got a guy who's got an NFL future, you don't want to risk him going out there and getting hurt. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's still a game that counts toward your official record and stats. So yeah. you can't really in good conscience tell the guy not to play either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I bring that up because the question was brought to Washington this past yeah. week. 
And one thing about Washington and Rudolph is we are going to miss both of those guys and a few of the others, their professionalism. Yeah. Because, like, when it comes to professionalism, those two guys, like, have it all. They're just the ultra-professional. And um, James Washington was asked that, and and he answered, of course he's playing because if he didn't play, it would be disloyal to OSU. Yeah. Uh, and, Which has and, an uh, admirable uh, attitude. Yeah, yeah, I I like that attitude. He was like, well, that's that's the team that, or that's the school that wanted me and has been there for me this whole time. So I'm going to play as many games as I'm allowed to. Yeah. Kind of attitude. And, and I don't think Rudolph was asked that, but um, James Washington was. And that was one of the things. A lot of people going into the bowl game were questioning whether or not Rudolph or Washington would even play. And both of them thought seems seem to have thought seems to seem to think that that's a kind of a ridiculous question. Of course they'll play. Yeah. But um, yeah. So so both of them will play. I don't think there are really any injuries going into the game against V Tech. Not that I we know, know of. At least not that not that we know. Of. I mean, um, Gandhi might be keeping things close to the vest, as he does with injuries sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so that's exciting. Um, CJ Moore, who's a 2018 pickup for OSU. Did cool. you see? Did you see what he tweeted a day ago? Yeah. He tweeted, "I know something about the Poke 2018 class. You don't." You know, as um, long as what we don't know is not that he's not going to be a part of it, I'm okay. <laughs> you know, I I don't yeah. I don't really need to. Know. I just need. I just need to know that he and Spencer Sanders are both coming, and then we'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. I, and with and honestly, there's probably a lot he knows that I don't know because I don't keep that close of an an eye on recruiting. Yeah. I, well, am, I kind of have. I kind of look at it. It's more of a glance whenever I see someone's coming. I'm like, oh, that's cool, and then just go about my life. Yeah. So a lot of people know more about the 2018 class than I do. <laughs> but um, yeah. Um, next year, we've talked a lot about um, who's going to start for quarterback next year. Um, opening day, I don't remember if you've – you probably mentioned me. Opening day, who do you think is going to start? Cornelius. Okay. Um, starting with the uh, – I'm just going to go – your answer might be Cornelius for all of them, but I'm just going to go, like, game by game. Um, starting Big 12 play, who's the starting quarterback? Well, unless something goes horribly wrong, I think it's still Cornelius because they don't have a strong non-conference schedule. It's not like they're playing somebody huge. So someone would have to go really wrong, I think, for him not to hold on to the job. Okay. Um, Halfway through the Big 12 schedule. you got to hope it's still Cornelius because if it's not, something's gone wrong. (laughs) Well, that's the question. Do you hope it's the same guy all year, or do you hope like one of the guys just just blew up in um, practice or just started playing out of his mind and becomes the guy? I mean, is if Cornelius starts, which I think he's going to start opening day. I mean, I th- I think Gundy's going to have a um, a full blown tryout for the position. Yeah. But I think Cornelius, with his experience and knowing the playbook, I think he's going to get the nod. Um, or he's going to get the best chance to start, at least, for Gundy. Um, so do you hope that Cornelius is a serviceable quarterback all year? Or do you hope, like, Sanders can just do crazy – just starts playing out of his mind in, in, the, um, in practice and, and ends up starting? I mean, I, I, I hope Corn- I hope Sanders redshirts. Honestly, that's okay. that's my solid hope for next year because I think Cornelius is better than just a solid option. I, I think he's pretty good. I, I think Cornelius can be like Chelf. Yeah, I think that's I think a good cause comparison because because we forget how good Clint Chelf really was. Well, Cornelius throws the ball better than Chelf did. Yeah, but I mean, I think I think he can be like that where. Going into the season, nobody's expecting anything. <laughs> yeah. And he kind of surprises us by being more than just a serviceable quarterback. Well, and, so, you know, we kind of forget that in 2013, Chelf started the year, played two series, and then Walsh came in because they were going to try to play mm-hmm. both of them. 
and Walsh never went back out. And it took yeah. throwing three interceptions in a half against TCU to get Shelf back in there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I I just hope I hope Cornelius takes a hold of it and and holds on to it. Or if it's not Cornelius, I hope that somebody else, Keandre Woodtier, Jelani Woods, or whoever, takes it and holds on to it. And you know. Unfortunately, if it's Jelani Woods, you're you're not going to see Spencer Sanders stick around for that. I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, I, I so I honestly hope what happens is that Cornelius takes a hold of it, keeps it all year, because the bottom line is you're not looking at the quarterback to be your entire team next year. You're going to have a three-headed monster yeah. tailback more than likely with yeah. Hill, King, and Hubbard, and then the receivers are still going to be stupid good. I mean, it's not going to be the same names. Yeah. But there are going to be some stupid good wide receivers out there. Do you think this will be a a less version? Um, it's not going to be as run heavy, but kind of a version of the uh, Morrissey Donovan Woods team, where uh, obviously I'm going to say Cornelius can probably um, the majority of the quarterbacks we have now can pass the ball probably better than Woods can. Boy, you kind of hope so. Good. And yeah, and um, Cornelius is going to be a cool, better quarterback than Woods was. But, I mean, kind of – so I'm not exactly like that team, but kind of where it's mostly run heavy like we did with Morrency and just pass the ball, I mean, to keep them honest. Uh, like. No, I think it's going to be more like the 09, 08, 09, okay. Kendall Hunter, Keith Tostin, Zach Robinson style. Um, but better playmakers at wide receiver, you got to use them. And yeah. You know, I mean, seriously, take a look at your wide receivers. Tyron Johnson, Tylen Wallace, Jalen McCleskey, Dylan Stoner, yeah, CJ Moore, maybe, you know, if he translates his game and doesn't need a red shirt, uh, Tyrell Alexander, uh, geez, like, <laughs> it's yeah. silly. Well, the, well, yeah, obviously we have much better receivers, but yeah, I can see the 08, 09. Well, the thing is with OSU is we've always had such good running backs that you can go at almost any year and, say, yeah. and, and take those running backs and say, yeah, the, the, these guys are kind of like that as far as the running backs go. But, yeah, so, okay. One running back that people always forget, and I think we've mentioned, is Mike Hamilton. Yeah. And and he was a better back than people remember, too. Well, he, he was, like, and then he got passed over once Dantrell Savage and – Kendall Hunter came in, and well, that's because those guys were. Um, those on guys a were really level. good. Both got to the NFL, so. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. Anything else about football? I'm trying to think of it, if there's anything else I was wanting to discuss for this one. Um. I'm excited. I'm excited because while I'm always super pumped when we have a good quarterback returning, and we know what we're getting with quarterback position. I also really like quarterback battles. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's it's extremely enjoyable. It makes the spring game a lot more fun too, because mm-hmm. because you, you can watch the different guys. Yeah, yeah, you don't have one guy taking the reps, or you don't have a bunch of guys playing who you know aren't going to see the field. You... Yeah, so I'm I'm really excited to see what happens between that, and I'm re- really excited to see um, with the spring game the different running backs and seeing which which receivers. Come up big. I'm 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 excited for next season. I Always. Mean, it's gonna be a yeah. Going into it, it's gonna have a little bit of a different feel than this year. Um, about like what the expectations are for the team. It's gonna feel a lot like 2015, but, I think. Yeah. We're not really gonna that. know what to expect, but there's potential there for this team to be pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not to win the Big that. Twelve, but to be pretty good. Yeah, I'm 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 really excited. And um, with the quarterbacks, obviously we have the big uh, Spencer Sanders. He's actually still he's still in the playoffs. I think they're playing their semifinals this next week. He was yep. for it. He was on Texas for a Player of the Year. I think this year. Yep. Is what I, is what I is what I saw. So I'm I'm excited for him. I think he'll be. I mean, I don't know. Um, obviously, I don't know how next year will go, but I think he can be a big-time guy for OSU and see, and maybe be up for a Big 12 championship within the next couple of years. That'd be nice. So, 
It'll be fun. As long as we keep getting those wideouts and those running backs. <laughs> yeah, no reason to think we won't. Yeah. As long as we keep getting those along with a, a good quarterback, I think we'll be good. Obviously, um, hopefully the defense improves. But that's, a, well, that's, yeah. a, that's another thing altogether. <laughs> <laughs> keep getting those athletes. But um, you want to switch to basketball? Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, okay. Right. I, I will. I will deviate from my usual um, apathy toward uniforms and say oh, that the, the cursive cur- cowboys with the throwback shorts was really nice. Yeah, I yeah. Um, last year they did the cursive, but they didn't do the shorts. Yeah, which was the big mistake. And yeah, that that comes back from one of my favorite um, OSU um, teams, like the 2000, 2001, um, the Desmond Mason, Doug Gottlieb teams. Yep. And those yeah, were so fun. Ooh, oh, there's yeah. some good players on those teams. Yeah. Back when college basketball was good. Really good memories from <laughs> those teams. So I'm, I, I was ecstatic when I saw that they were going to play with the cursive because I love it. It's it's awesome to go from the those god awful teals that we talked about in November <laughs> to the cursive this past game. Who's your favorite player off those teams? It was like late nineties, early two thousands. Early two thousand. Honestly, Mo Baker. Really? If you. I love Mo Baker, and he got hurt, or his – if he didn't get hurt, and that was – because he was a JUCO transfer. Yeah. And and his senior year is when he got hurt, and if he didn't get hurt, that, um, he was going to be something special, I think, in the NBA and whatever. I think he went overseas to play. Yeah, we didn't really hear much out of him no, but after he was, he was gone. He's one of the, He's one of the people – he's one of those guys that people just forget. Yeah. And because I think he – because um, Mason and Godley, they graduated in 2000. That was their senior year. Yep. Um, which was the um, – when they lost to Florida and the – was it the Elite Eight? Yeah. Yeah. And then the next year, would have been 2001, that was Baker. Maybe Baker – maybe his junior year was Mason's senior year. I'm trying to think of – No, they never played together. No? Okay. Like that was, a whole new, that was a whole new team because that – that okay. Elite Eight team started four seniors. Okay. And, and Glenn yeah. and Alexander came off the bench. And then who, the next year it who, was like. Who we found out later was. was oh, he was. Head. Yeah, he, he was a chuckles. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the okay. next year is you, you bring in Mo Baker oh. from Juco. Uh, Victor Williams had sat out uh, yeah. as a transfer from Illinois State. Uh, and he got to play that next year. So it was him. Okay. Melvin so, yeah. Sanders so, came in. 2000, you know. 2000, 2001 was Mo Baker. And 2001, yeah. 2002. Yeah, okay. Because I graduated high school in 2002, and Mo Baker wasn't there in my freshman year. So I was trying to right. fit him in between, in between 2000 and 2002. So that makes yeah. sense. So, yeah, it was those following two years with him. And, um, yeah, that was uh, Mo Baker, Melvin Sanders, um, Vic, but yeah, I think he he got hurt during his senior year. Yeah, I don't remember what the injury was. Groin, but he, he had and, he had both a pulled groin and a turned ankle, high ankle sprain at different times in the year. Okay, but yeah. he was such a good player that we just that people forget about because he injured, he injured himself and then just wasn't the same guy. Yeah, but yeah. Who, who's your favorite player? Frederick Yancian, yeah. without a doubt. My absolute yeah. favorite. Man, he, he those like just twelve feet, twelve foot jumpers. Yeah, with money with him. Yeah, <laughs> giving the ball for like a 12, 13 foot jumper, it was going in the basket. Followed closely by Brett Robish for me. I loved Brett Robish. I who talks? Yeah, I looked up Brett Robish because someone had mentioned him the other day. I don't know if it was one of the other podcasts I listened to. Yeah, I think um, I think uh, PFB brought him up this week. Yeah. yeah. Okay, they probably talked about him because they they brought him up, and I thought, oh, I haven't heard that name in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> so so I had to look him up just because it's been such a long time. Yeah, he was a he was a, he was he was a good player, man. But yeah, Fred Frederick Youngjin was really good. He's one I always forget about as well. But I um. 
probably the two because out because Mo Baker was O one and O two mostly. The two thousand team team at the time it was probably Glendon Alexander, honestly. Yeah. He was really good. I mean, he he ended up being a chucklehead and just an <laughs> idiot. And, and, like, I don't remember credit card for – I don't remember what he got in trouble for. I don't either. But he's been in trouble since then for numerous things. Oh, yeah. He went to jail or something. But, man, he, the, the corner three was money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Coming off he wasn't hands. missing that. <laughs> so, so, yeah, he, he was a great – I think – was he Juco? No, he wasn't Juco. He transferred from Arkansas. Okay, yeah, that's right. I, I completely I completely forgot what got him to LSU. That team had a lot of a lot of D one guys, not a lot of D one transfer guys on it. Gottlieb, Alexander. Yeah, because Gottlieb uh, came from Notre Dame. Yeah, I thought there was one more on that team, but maybe I'm Alexander. Because that team Arkansas. also had like let's see, he had Montanati on that team. Um, uh, he was good too, man. Yeah, I liked him a lot. That was a good team. <laughs> right? That's why people want to bring back those uniforms is because that's, that was a really good team that played in them. Yeah. It's amazing that that was such a good team. And then four years later, was also an amazing team. Yeah. <laughs> just, just a few years later, I think 2014. It's, it's kind of silly, uh, like the uniform thing. You know, everybody's like clamoring for the Curse of Cowboys. Would they wear those for like five years in the nineties? Because once once Mo Baker got there, they couldn't wear those anymore. They went to the uh, Oklahoma State um, design, where Oklahoma yeah, State was around like the numbers. Too. They were fine, but they only wore the Bryant Reeves never wore Cursive Cowboys, so it was after ninety five that they went to it, and then that by by oh one it was gone. It's not like this was a uniform that they'd worn for forty fifty years. This was like a five-year period that they wore these uniforms, and the entire fan yeah. base is just bringing the house down to get these uniforms to be back. Yeah, and I was thinking it was, um, it was like two, two or three years. I, I remember like a few years in there. I don't remember how long it was, but to me, it was like maybe three years. <laughs> it wasn't. Yeah, I, it wasn't it a wasn't classic uniform. They just. I, yeah. I, I don't even Have think you, at the time I liked them all that much. They were just yeah. like. That's what they wore. Have you ever seen? Have you looked back and watched some of the games from '95? A few of them. Or um, were they in Galagriba? They watched. Yes. Some of those games. I watched OSU. That was we had. I mentioned where that's really what got me to watching OSU was the '95 team, and I um, got a DVD of a couple of the OSU games, which I can't find now from '95. And it always makes me laugh to watch the games in Gallagher because nobody's wearing orange. Yeah. That was a Terry Don Phillips thing. Yeah, yeah, Terry Don Phillips, who he went to Clemson after um, OSU, wasn't he? The, yeah. Um, at Clemson for a while. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's the one that brought the orange in, which was like shortly after 95, 97, 98. Uh-huh. I don't remember, or 99. I don't remember when he came. Uh, I mean, um, I know he was there in the 97 football season. Okay, so probably ninety six or ninety seven, but yeah, it it just makes me laugh watching the ninety five team because you don't see any orange in the stands. Right. To me, wearing your team's colors only makes sense. <laughs> well, I mean, the team really didn't even wear it. It was just a, yeah. kind of an accent color. They were a black and white team. Yeah, like you see, you see a lot of plaid in the stands. <laughs> so it's, always good. Like, Oh, yeah. it's, it's always funny. Kind of going with the small town, Gans, Oklahoma. Yeah. Feel to go with, with Brian Reeves, I guess. Now, what gets me about watching old games in old Gallagher is the ridiculous camera angle. Oh, yeah. Like you're looking down into the basket. It was yeah. so yeah, silly. Man. Yeah, but, man, that was that, – that, it's, it's fun to watch those old games because I, I haven't seen those in forever – and um and ever since '95, man, I've I've hated UCLA basketball. So, well, you know, <laughs> so, Levar Ball has made that much easier to hate them. So, well, not as much anymore because he's pulled his he's pulled his son from UCLA. <laughs> right. Is and guaranteed that his other one's not going there. So, yeah, man. Have Have you been watching Ball in the Family on Facebook? Oh my gosh. Are you Are you a Are you an avid watcher? Man, <laughs> uh, obviously <laughs> the answer is no. But there have been times in my life where I'm like, "What if I just watched that show 
just to see what it's about. And then, no, man. and then I realized, no, no, that's ridiculous. Don't do that. Don't give them any more attention than they already have. And then I move on and do something else. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't stand that family. I want them to go away. Yeah. And I don't want to get into politics on this because, as oh, you boy. know, <laughs> I don't want to get into into politics. But whenever um, Lavar Ball is getting into it with Trump, that was one of the worst things in my life because I oh, dislike yeah. both of I dislike <laughs> both of them so much that I didn't want to pick pick a side. Yeah. <laughs> I, thought, I just. I just want to dislike. I so I decided not to pay attention to that because I needed to pick a side, but I couldn't stand either one of them. Yeah. <laughs> so that's all I was gonna say about politics. I was just okay. gonna bring their little beef. <laughs> I don't know what that uh oh was all about. <laughs> so back to Brett Robish. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, I I I love basketball. But anyways, um, you love the um. We basically started this because you liked the uniforms. <laughs> uh, yes, true. And so now we can yeah. actually talk about the product on the court that yeah, matters. Um, yeah, um, so were, were you able to watch the game? I, I, well, I had a OCU game right on top of it. So I was following the stat monitor of both my games at the same time. And uh, also listened to the radio broadcast on the way back home. The game was in uh, Arkansas, so I had a long road trip back. Uh, on Saturday night, so I listened to the the radio on the way back, even though I already knew, already knew what the score was and everything. Um, I, I think the game went about like you would have expected it to go. Honestly, uh, they played really well, hung with them for what thirty minutes, thirty two minutes, at, at least for a half. It, it was it was like halfway into the second half. Yeah, so yeah. you know, hung with them that point, and they got a little separation. There at the end, like you would expect a senior-laden team with really good players is ranked in the top 10 to, to do. Um, and, you know, the bottom line is you, you play a team like that and you play them super close when your best player plays possibly his worst game of the year. Fouled out in 17 about, minutes. I want to know about Carroll. Why is he not starting yet? Um, I mean, obviously we know... Um, what happened? Well, we don't know everything that happened, but we know that he set out the game because of the whole Lamont Evans situation. Yeah, and and uh, or he set out a few games, um, and then I mean I I knew that he wouldn't start um, at the beginning at least when he first came in, so they could work himself in. But I work him in. But I figured by now he'd start. He'd get the starting nod. So does that surprise you at all that he's not starting yet? Or do you mm, think maybe a little bit, but I don't think it matters. He's still I mean, playing big minutes. Um, yeah. I don't yeah. think that they are in a situation where, because I felt this way last year a little bit before he was starting, because he started out the year uh, on the bench last year, mm -hmm. and uh, you know he was obviously one of the best offensive players on the team, and you know you just felt like two minutes into the game and they already needed to get him in because they just couldn't get anybody a shot. And then he could come in and one of the best things that Carroll does is hit contested shots. Like he's yes. really good at hitting contested shots. And uh, so that was kind of what he brought last year. And I just, I don't get that feeling this year that they're falling into a hole and they just need to get him in the game quickly. Um, I, I think shines a better defender than than Carroll is, and I think that's kind of what they want to set the tone with. He's not, talking about Carroll, he's not a great ball handler, and I think you have to have at least two guys on the floor who are at least capable of bringing the ball up the floor, and so you're not going to start Carroll in place of Lindy Waters because Waters is a better ball handler. So I just, yeah, you know, I don't think it matters that much that he doesn't get his name announced and go out there for the tip because he's going to come in, he's going to come in early, and he's going to play late. As long as he didn't foul out, because he fouled out in the last game. But yeah. like he's he's going to play starters minutes, so to speak. I just I I don't put a whole lot of stock in who starts the game, near as much as who would end the game and who plays the most minutes. And he's yeah. always going to be one of those guys that's going to play the most minutes. Um, obviously, if a game starts out and they can't get a shot, they're going to get him in pretty early. Well, it doesn't bother me that he doesn't start. I'm not, I'm not upset about it because. He's still going to get a lot of minutes, and that's and I know that's truly all that matters. I think it's just a kind of, huh, 
That's interesting. <laughs> it is. Game. Yeah, I, I, I mean, think it is. But uh, yeah, I, I, as long as he doesn't care, nobody else should yeah. either. And he doesn't seem to. So. Yeah. I mean, he knows he'll get plenty of minutes. Um, I was not able to watch the game against Wichita State. I haven't. I haven't watched like the last three games, and I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. My my goal is to watch the Florida State game. So, so, so I can actually yeah. watch them um, because I'm wanting to see the games. This last week, um, we were in um, Philadelphia um, for about six days, seven days or so. And on Saturday, which is the Wichita State game, in the afternoon, we were doing gingerbread houses with my wife's family. Yes. And, the, and, and we were basically decorating them, which was super fun. It was already made, which is good because I wouldn't. I've tried, attempted making gingerbread houses, like putting them together, and it's just a giant mess. Yeah, like um, you can't use you... building materials like Tim the Toolman Taylor tried to build gingerbread houses with caulking compound, and you know you just you can't do that, so they don't hold together very well. That's that's my problem <laughs> yeah. with it. You just yeah, I mean, you can't I, use nuts I, and bolts. I, I try with icing. <laughs> And it just all ends up together. So I'm the one person that has a big pile of gingerbread junk who just starts eating it. I'm just like, forget it. I'm just going to eat my gingerbread house. Yeah. And then I'm happy after that. But anyways, yeah, um, luckily it was already made. So all, they, all we did was decorate. And, and, and that's easy, except I, I can actually mess that up. So my wife did most of the decorating, and I <laughs> ran around, I played with my baby a lot. Yeah. Um, so, so but um, there was a TV that had a basketball game on, but right after the basketball game was a soccer match, and um, her whole family loves soccer, and mm. I didn't want to be the jerk who um, tried who, <laughs> who tried to who asked can we change it to the OSU game only because I'm the only person that likes OSU. Well, everybody wants to watch soccer. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, and. I'm not saying there's anything bad about soccer. I have a lot of friends and family who like soccer, but I can't stand it. <laughs> you, you know my disdain for football, or, or not football, I love football. You know my disdain for um, hockey. You're not right? a big hockey fan, and yeah. I, I'm, not a, I'm not a hockey fan. And soccer to me is a lot like hockey, except soccer's more boring because the field is like twice as big as the rink. Oh yeah. They and do so, so much work nothing for happens. nothing to happen. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, I it looks understand. exhausting. I'm, those people are in great shape. So yeah. Bravo to them. Bravo to them being able to run for however many minutes. And I don't understand how the minutes just keep going up. Like, like, I know it's one of those European running. things. I don't know. The clock starts running and it never stops. My brother-in-law is a huge, a big, a, a big soccer fan, and he's trying. I think he's explained it to me before, and I completely forgot how it works. <laughs> so, so I just don't care for soccer, and um, I didn't want to be the jerk that said, "Hey, can we change it to the OSU game?" That I'm the only one here that cares about because they're all from Pennsylvania, New Jersey area. <laughs> yeah, not too <laughs> we were into Jersey, so, not too into yeah. sports from Oklahoma. Yeah, understood. Yeah, we were in New Jersey, so most of them were like from New Jersey at the time. So yeah, they don't care about Oklahoma State, Wichita State. So um, I yeah. kept track on the ESPN ticker, and 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 enjoyed and enjoyed what I could see. I also didn't want to do watch ESPN and watching them on my phone because I would feel like a jerk not interacting with people <laughs> because I was watching. So he played the nice guy card this weekend and yeah, missed the game. So It's hard being a nice guy sometimes, but yeah. I, I, try, I, try, I try my best. <laughs> yeah, so um, in other words, I didn't get to watch any of the game. Yeah. Well, but, Mitchell um, Solomon it, was terrific. I heard that. I heard Absolutely that the really best game that he out. played. And and do you know what his stats were? Uh, he had 17 uh, points. Uh, I, I don't know how many rebounds he had, but he had two or three blocks. Uh, he, he was okay. actually really good. Like We've come heard, to expect Mitchell good, Solomon yeah. to not be really good, and he was. Yeah, I, I've always felt that Solomon was serviceable because he was big <laughs> and – and he usually doesn't make really stupid mistakes. Yeah. I mean, he's he's never been like a really good player, but I've always felt that he he was of use because he was so big. Do you realize so, that his senior year of high school, he was the highest rated player in Oklahoma? I did not. Where, where, um, where did he go to school? Bixby. Bixby. I don't. I don't think I know that. Isn't that nuts? Well, there you go. I mean. 
It's kind of an um, indictment on Oklahoma high school basketball. I mean, but Oklahoma, Oklahoma is not known for high-quality basketball. I mean, they have, I'm sure, some good players. I was trying to recount the other but... day with a guy who uh, is from Kentucky, just some of the best basketball players from Oklahoma in the last few years. Obviously, Blake Griffin uh, is at the top of that list. But then after that, I mean, who do you go to? Sheldon Williams, Daniel Orton, uh, mm-hmm. I, you know, Alonzo Trier recently. Um, it is just not, there's not been a whole lot of guys who have come out of Oklahoma, Trey Young this year. Uh, uh, and if they do, they usually go to um, a different college. They don't say in Oklahoma, Ekby. Yeah, Epe Udo, um, yeah. Yeah, Udo is really good. That team from Edmund Santa Fe was was really good. You had Epe Udo, you had Obi Manello, uh, and um, Josh Richardson, who ended up going to Tennessee and now is in the NBA. That was a good team. Hey, um, what are your thoughts on Obi Manello? <sighs> oh, why? Why would you? <laughs> why would you make me recount this? Because I like, I've always liked Obi. I liked him for the most part. I loved, and I loved your, Obi Manello as a freshman. Your dislike for him always makes me laugh. It transcends reality. It really does. Because I don't understand why you dislike him so much. I, I, I mean, will try you, to explain you... <laughs> why I disliked him so much. Obi would score 27 points in one game. The it, next game, he would score four and commit seven turnovers. Like, you, you, you could have guys who are inconsistent, and that's fine. LeBron Nash was inconsistent. But when LeBron Nash was, not, was down, he basically disappeared and you forgot yeah. that he was on the team. Obi like, like actively stuff. was a negative for the team when he was down. And then the next game he scores 20 and hits like five threes. It, yeah. it, I, I, I could not wrap my head around, around him. <laughs> okay. It's just, I, just your dislike for him. I know. I, I've always thought it was I, ridiculous and I, I love it to an extent. Probably was ridiculous, but it. it was a reality I mean, for me. I, I disliked Shane Gatson, but your dislike for Obi Manello just totally <laughs> annihilates my dislike for Gatson. Um, Shane Gatson to me was a turnover machine. Well, and, and it's not like Gadsden and, and, was going out and scoring twenty points one game and then turning it over seven times the next. You know, he no, was basically he was it, no, because he was turning it over seven times every game. <laughs> <laughs> that that's probably not actually what happened, but that's probably how not. it is in my head. Yeah. So, so don't mess with my reality. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna look back at his stats, and it was actually really good. And like, only oh, he was the fine once. You know, he was fine. wasn't a wasn't a great player. wasn't a terrible player. He was fine. But yeah, so um, uh, all right. Anyway, so there's a couple of more things I want to get into on our current team. There's, we've we've no, gone we've gone throwback lots of times here. Yeah. Yeah. All right, go for it, man. <laughs> I think I brought this up before, but I am I am buying up all of the Cameron McGriff stock that I can get. Yeah, yeah. You you text me that you are all about Cam McGriff. I love Cam McGriff. He is just going to be an absolute stud his junior and senior year. Mm-hmm. And he's already really good. And he's yeah. going to get so much better. I, I don't know what the ceiling is for him. Um, but, boy, he's going to be yeah. so good. Well, this team is funny because for a team that's not expected to do well, there are a lot of guys on this team I really like. Oh, yeah. I mean, for a team that's expected to get – eighth ninth tenth in the conference kind of the lower tier mm-hmm. there are a lot of guys that i truly like on the team like I, I like mcgriff um obviously carol i've always liked averett you haven't um, hit my other one yet i like i like water that's the one okay that's <laughs> the one <laughs> uh, go, on, go on about lindy oh yeah like he could play one through four, literally. He could play he could. any position except center. Uh, like He can handle the ball. He can shoot it really well. He can maneuver out of the post. He was a really good passer. He's well, not a superstar on any of them. He's just really solid on everything. Yeah. One thing that I was shocked is that when you see him, you think a spot-up shooter. But he's really good with the ball. 
Yeah. And and that's one thing that I think when I first started really watching him was kind of more surprising to me. And I've seen that more this year than I even did last year. And he's sneaky athletic, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. I mean, that boy can get up. Yeah. So he's he, he, he impresses me because when you first see him, you just think he's a spot-up shooter. And then, and but he can do a lot more than that. So yeah, I'd agree with that. He can play one through four. I mean, I want to see him at the center position, but I don't, I don't, th- I don't think we'll see that anytime soon. That is not happening, my friend. <laughs> because if it happens, if it happens, we're in trouble. Are you going to talk about wait? Are you going to, are you going to talk about Sema? I am going to talk about Sema. Okay, um, I believe next he's coming. He's coming against Florida State. Is that true? He should be able to play against Florida State. It's not. 100% official yet because I was talking to the OCU coach about this this last week because um, OCU has some guys that are going to uh, become eligible for the second semester. It depends on when your grades officially post from the first semester because that is when your semester is over, when your grades have posted. So at a place like OSU who's got a compliant, an entire compliance department and you know it's a major college program, they're, they're going to make sure that his grades get posted as soon as possible and he can play. So I, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm 99% sure he's going to be available against Florida state, but you know, a place like OCU, you're a little bit more at the mercy of just when the professors decide to post their grades. But I was talking to uh, coach Patel at OCU about it this week. So I kind of got the, got the story from him, but yeah, it depends on when your grades post that you can come in. But, so we sense. should uh, get Yankuba Sima in the Florida state game, which is good because Florida state's huge. What, what are you expecting from Sima? I don't know. I mean, I'm you, irrationally you know? excited about him. I'm irrationally yeah. excited about him. And I'll tell you why I mean, here in just a second. But I, I mean, I'm excited at least because he's a big body. Yeah. <laughs> and and right now we have Solomon um, mostly as, as far as big body. Um, as far as a big body. And we need as many big bodies as we can get. <laughs> See, and I Especially think. Especially against the bigger teams. I think Yassan is a lot better than people give him credit for. But that's not the point. Yeah. Um, so what am I expecting out of SEMA? First of all, he's a shot blocker. That's what he does. He was mm-hmm. the best freshman shot blocker in the country, uh, his freshman year at St. John's. Like, that's what he does. He's a big old boy who has long arms and can swat shots away. So that's really good. He doesn't have a great shooting touch, but he's capable. Uh, and he's a really good passer out of the post, which is really good. Which is good to have, yeah. Because um, you, you kind of see with the, if you watch Thunder games how good of a passer Steven Adams is out of the post. It opens up so much more for the team. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if he can be an effective post passer, that, that'll be really important too. But yeah. the reason I'm irrationally excited about SEMA, when is the last time that OSU had a true center who played significant minutes and contributed significant stats? I'll take your silence uh, as indicative of my point. <laughs> I can I, I go as far back as big country. Um, I'm, wait, I'm, I'm trying to think of if we had a true. I mean, I can't think of any. I'm thinking yeah. of all the sitters we've had. I was like right. Aaron Petway, no. No. Franz Stein. No. No. <laughs> Jason Keep. No. No. <laughs> so, I'm going through as, I'm trying to think of if there were any more centers. I mean I mean I will throw Andre, the name Andre Williams was would what, I wouldn't call him a true center. He was six seven. Like he was he was not a true center. I was, yeah, I always forget that he was that small. Yeah. I, I will like, throw you Philip Jurek. Like, IMAC was only 6'6", six, six, or was he 6'8"? IMAC was 6'8". IMAC was 6'8", yeah. okay. Yeah. Go on. I'll throw you Philip Jurek because he ah, started and he got six rebounds a game, which is good. Uh-huh. I mean, six rebounds, a couple blocks. That's good. Yeah. Um, so, I and it's not a coincidence, and I think I've told you this before, it's not a coincidence that the best team that Travis Ford ever had, Philip Jurek, was a center and he started. Like, they mm-hmm. started Jurek and Cobbins that year. And, you yeah. know, they got bailed out, basically, because Brian Williams got hurt in the preseason. Because Brian mm-hmm. Williams yeah. would have started, and they would have started a ridiculous four-wing lineup, and it wouldn't have worked. But because he got hurt, they had to start Cobbins and Jurek, and that's been their best team. Now, obviously, Marcus Smart was a 
big reason for that. But, you know, the, the fact that Jurek started and played significant minutes and contributed, got six rebounds a game, uh, he only averaged maybe two or three points, but they didn't really ask him to do anything offensively other than maybe get a putback or two. That's that's the only true center, I think, between... I don't know if you call Yancian a center or not. I think he was more of, a, more of a forward, even though he kind of played the five. But, I mean, I, I think it's, you it's go back to Robish. It's hard for me because when I think of a traditional center... I think usually more of back to the basket type of guy. Yeah. And Jan Zine wasn't a back to the basket type of guy. Yeah. And I mean, we can go back and, yeah. and, and we've been teased several times. Uh, you know, Anthony Allen never played. And, you know, when he did something good, he followed it up with something stupid and got put on the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, boy, I had some more names. Maybe Jared Shaw, who wasn't. Yeah. I don't even know if he was a true center. I think he probably was. He was 6'10", but he was like 200 pounds. Um, yeah. He he didn't play. Um, boy, you you said Aaron Petway. He was one of the ones that I brought up Man, to myself. Petway's, his like wingspan was huge. Yeah, he was supposed <laughs> to be the key to winning a national championship in 05. Didn't yeah. happen. Uh, Kenny yeah. Cooper, bye. Oh, he was with that. Um, was he with that fresh big freshman class? Yeah. With Eton and. Yeah, we could do a whole podcast on that um, freshman class and what happened to oh, everybody we there. Oh, should, man. Um, I, I, I want to talk about that freshman class. Yeah. God, who else? Have, really have we kind of been Gerald, teased with. It really started with Gerald Green. Yeah. And then and then he left or didn't come to OSU. Yeah, there were. Yeah, there really hasn't been, probably since Brian Reeves. <laughs> Maybe Robish. Really... I could put yeah. Robish there. Okay. Yeah, Robish is good. Jack Marlowe. Yeah. There's another one of our teases. Mm. <laughs> Big old country boy with terrifying I, I, eyes. I'm I'm enjoying this. Um, I'm enjoying this travel through time. Man, I could go. I could go on for hours. But I won't because <laughs> we probably have to get out of here. <laughs> yeah, we, we were, we're almost. Um, going on like 55 minutes or whatever and we really don't have much to talk about this week. I know uh, I know <laughs> I don't even know how we got this far but yeah so yeah I, but honestly with your excitement for SEMA I'm expecting Will Chamberlain type stats so no if I don't get like don't if expect I don't get like, that if I don't get like 60 points and like <laughs> 20, 20 boards and maybe like 20 assists. I'm going to be very disappointed. I so. know. I know. <laughs> but I, I freely admit that my excitement for Young Kubasima is highly irrational. But I do think he's going to be a big help to this team. I'm, I'm, I'm expecting Will Chamberlain offense combined with Bill Russell defense. Oh, good God. To be the best basketball player ever. Yeah, right. <laughs> little Kareem thrown in there, too. <laughs> yes, with the hook shot. Yeah, uh-huh. and, with, and, a little, and some dream shake. Yeah. Hakeem. So, so man, I'm I'm excited about him. <laughs> if, <laughs> if if he becomes that, um, that player of, of those five guys mixed, it should be fun. But, um, I mean, no, it'll be it'll be fun to watch him. Hopefully, against Florida State. Uh, the games that won. Yep. So hopefully, um. I'll be on another OCU road trip. I got to go to Muskogee this weekend. So, man, come on now. You're, you're not gonna watch this one either. Man, I'm getting all my long road trips out of the way early. Well, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> my my plan is to watch it. If I don't, I'll at least record it and attempt to watch it. <laughs> so, yeah. This so should be a fun game. It. I really think it should, it should be, be a good. fun game. It should be good. It's fun to play top twenty-five teams. So. So it should be fun. It's fun to see where um, the guys are at because um, they have Florida State. And then I don't have the schedule for me. They have a few more games, and Big 12 right around the corner. Yeah, they got Florida State, then they got Tulsa and you got on Tulsa Tuesday. And then they have another – I think they got a couple more uh, low-level, low-level teams – before they start Big 12 play on the 29th. Yeah. Yeah, but it's right around the corner, man. So that's all I got. You got anything else to add? Did you have any more thoughts about basketball? Uh, well, 
if we're going to spend a whole episode talking about the 2005 recruiting class, then we can wait on that. <laughs> awesome. Because I could go for hours. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good, man. I, yeah, I was um, very excited about the 2005 class going in because they were ranked so high. So I'm excited to talk about that. Guys, yeah. Those guys. Uh, I'm ex- you know, was Tory Johnson in that class? Yes, he was. Man, that guy, uh, we're going to get into him, but that guy like could contort his body in so many crazy ways and still make the Johnson. <laughs> so did I. Okay, I'm excited. Okay, we'll talk about the 2005 class at some point. <laughs> maybe sometime this month since we'll... Maybe, yeah, we'll maybe have some walls. Maybe once football is completely over, maybe after the bowl game and it's just basketball, we'll we'll do that or All something. Right. But awesome. Well, I will talk to you later, man. All right. Sounds good.